show thanks chance yeah man thanks for welcoming <laughs> welcoming me into your home today oh yeah yeah anytime <laughs> <laughs> you have recently come back from portland Yo. you want to tell me about your experiences out there you went with josh right yep my good friend and my bandmate josh yeah just an all-around great guy he is went to uh go see pete our friend peter had a great time very great to see Peter again and uh, work on some new music stuff too. Really? Yeah, hopefully for uh, hopefully for the second album, cool. by the Everett interpretation. And this uh, this first one, the official release is February. February tenth is the official release date. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, not all the band members are in the same place, but how has it been with band members in different places these past few months? Well, honestly, a little bit easier. Than I thought it would be. I mean, you know, we recorded a, sort of a, like 15-minute thing, uh, which might end up being part of the second record. We recorded that the day before Luca left, hmm. and he's in Europe now. And uh, and Peter did some, I think, some overdubs on it. We haven't really been working on that lately, but when me and Josh were in Portland, we did some good jamming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Pete's got a lot of new good songs. And he's got a new album out. Shout out to Pete real quick. Yeah. For a great album. Are you, are you ever even there? Fantastic by Peter album. Campanelli. Yeah. How have you been looking at building up to this release in February with people in different places? I mean, just for, for you here in St. Paul, uh, what have you been looking at? Well, things have been kind of on and off as far as traction goes. Like, uh, I know a lot of people were confused because I, I sold some C- CDs. Uh, back about a month ago mm-hmm. and uh consider yourself lucky if you got those cds <laughs> because the album's not out yet but i think i'm really excited for the online release and the new single is called a uh, farm animals scream and chant mm. my favorite track on the album personally yeah i'd say so yeah and that was featured on the current friday five yeah the music video tegan made a music video with some footage he had laying around how, how did you guys work that out well, Tegan did the whole music video. Yeah. The footage was taken... I think there's some bees in there, mm-hmm. because Tegan has bees at his house. Mm. Some footage from the summer of the bees that I think his <laughs> mom would have took. You know, his yeah, mom yeah, yeah. likes to do beekeeping. Yeah. And there's some footage from around his house in there, and then there's some uh, kaleidoscope-style you know, uh, yeah. footage. I'm not really sure how he did that, but uh, I like how it turned out. In terms of getting that to the current, did you do? Did you guys do that personally, oh, no, or did no, that go sub- through Subaquatic? Subaquatic did it. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, 
I think that that's been in the works for a while. I th- you know, same with Peter's mm-hmm. Peter's album. That's one of the really great things because we don't, we're not. I mean, I'm sure I could do that if I really tried, but that's not what I. <laughs> yeah, it definitely helps to uh, <laughs> to have someone helping. Yeah, yeah, it's great. That's the best part about it. How did you connect with Subaquatic initially as a band? Well, uh, Zeke had wanted us um, to be a part of it uh, right away. I think. I guess I don't know how long he was kind of working it out, but. I think we were pretty much the first band on it, except for maybe Iris or something. I'm not really sure. Yeah. But we were kind of there from the beginning. And it's just nice, especially with Gavin on board now, I really like spending time with him. Yeah. Trying to work things out, because he's really good at that. Yeah, it just helps to have have somebody who actually cares about getting it out there, because we're focused on doing it, really. When you meet with them, what does that look like? How do you cover different topics? And I mean, <laughs> it's kind of funny because they're our friends, you know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we basically just sit down, have a good, chill session, yeah. and then uh, get to the serious business. Hmm. A little bit of BTO TCB. What's that? Bachman Turner Overdrive taking care of business. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, I want to I, I want to talk about recording. You are a big fan of. The four track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you tell me what your process looks like? I know you have a solo album in the works right now too. Yeah, I um, spend a lot of time recording every day. I don't know. I do a lot of improvising. I kind of just sit around and play guitar into my microphone for a long time. I've gotten really good at multi-tracking things, especially vocals. You know, I do things that are kind of exclusive to tape recording hmm. like I like to do the backwards guitars and pitch pitch modification too yeah which is uh, there's one I mean you can you know if you I'm a fan of digital recording too and I hmm. use the computer to kind of edit things together because I don't you know I first of all I use cassette tapes second of all I have <coughs> no idea how to do any sort of splicing or anything like that I do have this 8-track here that I'm trying to figure out how to use, but it's a lot more difficult. What is your musical influence that has brought you around towards a more analog recording? I don't really see it as a quirk. I just really, really believe that it sounds a lot better. I don't know. Hmm. I, mean, I think that's what most people would say. And there's tons of people who who will say that there's no difference you know there's always going to be people like that but i can't really explain t- explain to those kind of people why i actually think it's better i'm yeah. just always going to enjoy it more yeah you play music with your dad yeah and he's played music pretty much all his life right mhm i'm hoping to hear maybe what influence he has had on you and your own uh, musical career well he's the biggest influence on me I mean, I'd say because he taught me initially how to play guitar. Now it's kind of like we influence, uh, influencing each other. I think in really? a way. Yeah. Oh yeah, I show him tons of music, and I, he still shows me a lot of music. And uh, he's a lot better, I think, at singing than I am. Hmm. So he'll he'll help me with vocal stuff. He's still helping me. I mean, I, I play guitar for so long now that he doesn't, t- you know, teach me many things anymore. But He's still helping me with 
with vocal stuff the way that he used to do when I was a kid with guitar. Yeah. Can you think of a recent example? In the past few years, he's just gotten really into into improving his voice because he was never a singer before. Even when I started liking singing, you know, enjoying and like wanting to write my own songs with vocals, he wasn't really into singing. Yeah. And now he's a really good singer. Yeah. So, you know, he'll just uh, help me with harmonies and stuff like that. I'm a really big fan of harmony now. I'm really proud of the vocals that are on uh, my recordings now, and I never used to be. You and your dad play in bars, restaurants, and those types of venues. Can you tell me about how that's shaped your view of the music business? <laughs> well, uh, in, in terms of like making money and the sustainability oh, yeah. of all of sure. this. Well, I've been playing in like cover bands since I was in uh, like middle last school. Last page, right? Yeah, yeah, last, yeah. I used to be in a cover band uh, probably from ages like um, 11 to 15 or 16, mm-hmm. and we used to play every weekend usually in Wisconsin, in bars. And I'd make like $100 a night every weekend. And I guess that's that was like my first exposure to that side of the music business and how I could make some pretty good money doing it, you know? Yeah. I just got really tired of it by the time we were done, you know? Not playing music or anything, but... The big difference is you're usually doing four-hour nights, you know, three sets or, yeah. or so with, yeah. with short breaks, and that's how it is now with my dad, too. I mean, it does get really tiring, but I'm really happy that I can make money playing music, mm-hmm. especially with it. I get the opportunity with these type of shows to uh, play a lot of songs that I actually enjoy doing just because... Uh, you know, it's less of a cover band, and people like to have, like, acoustic music, especially in the nice restaurants and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I really don't like playing in the bars. That's something that I really don't want to do again. <laughs> but I like playing lo- long shows at, at restaurants. If you could be anywhere artistically and in life in, say, two years, can you describe what that looks like? Uh, Best I'm- case scenario. I mean, at this point, I've decided that as long as I keep recording, then I'm just going to be more and more satisfied the more I uh, expand my catalog. If I can get as much recording done, you know, in a certain amount of time as possible, that's that's what satisfies me, you know? And it uh, would be good to uh, have a following, too. I don't really care about that with my own music, with my tapes and such. I just kind of am concerned with getting it out there. But, like, uh, with the Everett interpretation, it'd be nice to uh, get very popular. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, I mean, you guys definitely have a, a growing following. Oh, yeah. Maybe tell me about how those people have banded on and what you provide to those people. Because you have a very particular kind of show. I mean... No, yeah, that's yeah, the, true. The, I like heavy on the instrumental. It's not your typical performance in a lot of ways. Well, to talk about the music for a second, there's a lot of psychedelic rock bands around now. I think we're kind of unique among them. What do you call it? Like neo-psych. That's what most of the most of the bands are these days. Bands like Temples are really popular, and they're they're kind of like the new neo-psych wave of bands, right? But I think we're a lot different. For example, like you said, it's really heavily instrumental, sometimes anyway. I think there's more of a progressive sound to it, you know? Yeah. If I can call my own music that. Yeah. (laughs) 
progressive in what way? I, I mean, uh, I really want to dig into just it. Just in terms of bands that were called progressive in the past, I think we're a lot more similar to progressive and psychedelic bands of the 60s and 70s mm. than most neo-psych bands are today. Who else in the Twin Cities are you impressed by lately in terms of music mm. or otherwise? The Happy Children. Yeah? Yeah, it's really exciting to see them, especially because I've kind of looked up to the, those guys for so long and I've always loved the music they did on, on their own and with other bands. Now it's really good to see them doing music together. I'm really excited about it. Some of Caleb's solo music. I've always loved all his albums. Yeah, I, I see some similarities there. Mm. Any, any other uh, acts that come to mind? Well, gotta give Pete the shout out because really his album is amazing, everyone. Give it a listen. And good luck finding three. Iris is is doing some really good songs. Why not is the uh, is the other band that I listened to the other day. I listened to their new uh, single, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, shout out to those guys. Yeah, do you ever reflect on? I'm, I mean, I'm sure you do. SPCPA <laughs> yeah. and the the connections that it's given you. Yeah. Like, what do you have to say about all of that? Well, that's one. Of, I mean, that's why I'm so excited to see. I mean, I think everybody was sort of excited when. Hippocampus started gaining a lot of traction. Mm -hmm. Everybody from SPCPA, that is. And that's why it's so exciting to see Judah and Caleb and Mitch playing together. Yeah. Even though I'm, those days are in the past, it's still really exciting. And I still get inspiration when I see people from, from there doing things. Yeah. We're still uh, building off each other, I think, in a way. Definitely. It's a cool network that's been cooking mm -hmm. for quite a while now. Mm. Any favorite albums, books that have shaped the way you think or act over the years? What rises oh, to the top there? Well, there's a lot of albums, not so many books. I guess I really liked to read Animal Farm in 1984 when mm. I was younger. Yeah, yeah. But I listened to a lot of records all the time. Velvet Underground is probably the biggest band for me. Frank Zappa. And the Beatles. Those are my biggest ones, my biggest influences. But there's just so much music out there. It's pretty overwhelming. And if people are looking to find you or the Everett Interpretation? You can uh, go to our Facebook page. We're working on our website right now, but it's not up yet. And we're on Instagram, too. It's just the Everett Interpretation, E-V-E-R-E-T-T, -E -E Interpretation, on YouTube as well. Awesome. And Spotify, the new single is on Spotify really? and iTunes and Bandcamp. Very cool, yeah. very cool. Well, Austin, thank you for the time. Hey, man, it was a pleasure. Always a pleasure, <laughs> and I'll talk to you soon. Okay, sounds good. Someday you'll know Why I showed you the things I showed
You know I'm talking about snakes.